The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Hello, fellow basement dwellers. How yeah. be thy today? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi. Marty here. And I'm Christoph, and welcome to the Fuck Corey Graves cast, <laughs> uh, where we spend an hour and a half motherfucking Corey Graves and his stupid face and his stupid tattoos and his stupid fucking opinions and his terrible tweeting. Fuck yes. Corey Graves forever. Yes. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Uh, it is... <laughs> It is December, folks. Holy fucking shit, the year. Tis the season for fucking Corey Graves. <laughs> That's what Not you literally. want for Christmas. Just Not a motherfucking unless, Corey Graves. Unless you're Tuna Can Tom and want to, uh, you know, just <laughs> just, just stretch, stretch his anus out to an uncomfortable uh, level, in which case uh, anything that causes him some physical uh, pain, uh, I, I would be in support of. So Tuna Can Tom, if you're out there. Slide in those DMs. We'll get you in touch with uh, Corey Graves because fuck Corey Graves. Yeah. Okay. Look, we're gonna get into why we're saying fuck Corey Graves. But before that, I want to posit something. <laughs> well, I'm mean, sure they. I'm sure they know. Maybe they don't know all the details. Um. Uh. I want to posit something to you. Uh. One Christoph Q like a lot. Uh, yeah. Is Carmela's vagina poison? <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm not sure if it's quite um the acidic level of say a xenomorph's uh, uh internal liquids yes um but maybe some kind of uh uh is she gypsy is there some <laughs> kind of like uh curse that whenever you enter said vagine you yeah, you, you come you, out uh you do not come out the same man you, no, you, you're, you're you're a different person yeah, you, uh you, and you, i don't i don't want to say man because who knows what carmela does in her free time you know that's true uh, that's true it's 2019 it, you do you carl hey you know and i would watch that um yeah. that being said fuck cory graves but um I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is uh cass uh being the first big instance victim. of that of uh, uh yes victim uh, well he was a victim of multiple things yeah. um that being possibly one of them uh was there anybody in between cass and cory uh, not that i'm aware of i mean it's possible that that there was um but 
Yeah, uh, big cast, uh, problems with the drink, problems with a broken brain, problems with uh, really shitty opinions that need to be said loudly, and now Corey Graves uh, already had the broken brain heading into Mm -hmm. this. Uh, Yep, yep, so he already had that one ticked off the list. That's what put him behind the commentary table in the first place, and now Corey Graves, uh, just a complete shithouse, uh, terrible human. Um, read something online that he fucks dogs. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'd, we're, I'd happily spread that rumor. We're we're not saying these things are true. We're just sharing the speculation. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That, that's. However, what is true is fuck Corey Graves. Yeah, uh, that's one hundred percent true, and I firmly stand behind that. Uh, and I, I like I could take Corey Graves in a fight. Like, look, he's such a little like a. Well, his head's skinny, broken. His, well, not punch, only that, he yeah, just puts him in his forehead and he, gets, he, and he you yeah. know, goes into the ethereal plane or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, let's go full ancient one on that bitch. Uh, he, he's just like this emaciated fucking hipster dork with terrible hair, terrible suits, terrible tattoos, and the worst fucking opinions in the world. Stay down, Chris. Stay down. <laughs> Fuck Corey Graves. I, look, I, I'm old enough to remember when Corey Graves was... Uh, generic tier CM Punk and <laughs> what oh, they I... were best friends and somebody changed man <laughs> I've never thought I'd take the side of Phil Brooks yeah but here we fucking are yeah yeah um <laughs> now uh again for those who don't know all, all the details let's let's just hop into it Saturday night during the broadcast and we didn't even talk about it on Sunday it's, it, it's how much I didn't pay attention and, and... yeah because who pays attention to Corey Graves but Saturday night into Sunday morning uh, Corey Graves hopped on the old Twitter machine uh, as he's wont to do to throw out one of his hot takes because he's a provocateur. He's, yeah, he's sure controversy encased in human form. He likes pushing mm-hmm. the envelope, stepping on toes. He's an anthropomorphized dumpster fire jumping over lines drawn in the sand. He's extreme. Uh-huh. You can't get him unless you're on his level. You know that pile of Triceratops shit from Jurassic Park? <laughs> That's molded into Corey Graves. That's what Corey Graves is. <laughs> One big pile of shit. See, that's funny because Corey Graves and uh, Jeff Goldblum Probably. dress very similarly. I'm just uh, – as, as I've been watching Don't this... you pull Jeff Goldblum into this. Oh, I'm just saying. Bitch. As I've been watching the Jeff Goldblum series on, on Disney+, yes. Plus, they share a very similar fashion uh, – uh, plates, I guess. Uh, but however, but, Jeff Goldblum is talented. Yes, and <laughs> a goddamn famous. joy, <laughs> and a goddamn delight. Yeah, yeah. Corey Graves is uh, a shitbird, mm-hmm. uh, a pro wrestling commentator. Yes. yes, I realize we're a pro wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, and at least one of us wants to be a rich. commentator at some point in yeah. their life. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I'm sorry if I'm tanking your future possibilities with WWE, uh, but these are my opinions. <laughs> Let's be honest. That wasn't going to be the company that would ever give me a shot anyway. Um, hey, they're hiring fucking everybody these days. So you know what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> here we are. So uh, Corey Graves, he hops on the Twitter machine and uh, says, hey, I don't know if you know, but there's a Ring of Honor champion and there's a WWE Hall of Famer on commentary tonight. Not that you would notice if you're paying attention to the show. Shots fucking fired. Pow, 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 pow. Going Which after is one just Mauro a- Ranallo. Aside from being shitty, it's not really a 
truthful take. I mean, Nigel and Beth talked the entire night long. Yeah. Um, and that's the dynamic of the NXT announce booth. You have, you know, the play-by-play man is Mauro Manalo. You've got Nigel uh, bringing uh, analysis and uh, sort of heelish for certain people. Mm-hmm. And Beth doing her best. At, and she has come a long way, yes. I will say, um, to, you know, bring <laughs> the performers Phoenix doing her best. That's the, that, is, that is really <laughs> the best way to describe what she does. Her best. She she's come a long way, she and she's has. getting there. It's she not has. an easy job. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's not. You have many masters to serve, and I'm sure. I mean, I can't even imagine the the process of trying to talk with someone in your ear, like the when we. It's were, not. It's not easy. Yeah, like when we record the podcast, one of the yeah. the first things I did was figure out how to not have the monitor of my own voice in my headphones because yeah. it always makes me stutter step. Um, yeah. But uh, nevertheless, th- this was Corey just straight up taking shots at Morrow. And for no look, reason. Unprompted. Un- unprompted. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I have not been without my my fun razzing of the commentary of Mauro Ranallo. Um, uh, you know, there there are times where he does become kind of a human meme. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, for the most part, he is bearable in just that his his own passion his own joy his own excitement of the product he is watching is palpable like it is uh as great as strength yeah as as much as i can mock you know how he tries to stay hip with his references to perhaps a grading level and uh, i i will say him yelling holy bleep holy bleep holy bleep when kevin uh owens came out uh i i was a little cringy about that but there's no need especially when you're on the same fucking team i know what the next day was all about and we'll get to that in a second you're on the same fucking team you there's 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 no need to take shots like i the the whole good old boys time to shoot on each other time to time to uh uh pull pranks on each other all that shit uh I, I, I don't love that style of pro wrestling. I don't love the element of pro wrestling. I, I think it's stupid. So, of course, this was supposed to be Corey shooting an angle for the big show on Sunday where people were going to fight for T-shirts. Uh, I, it, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. No one gives a shit about the commentators being embroiled in a war with each other. No, there, there's no commentary beef angle to Survivor Series. And honestly, it would have been nice to have heard Morrow on some of those matches on Survivor Series being uh, a fan of his style of announcing. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the, the holy bleep thing was a, a wee bit cringy. I'm not saying the guy's without faults. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, to the, the the point about the hip hop references, he's a legit fan of oh, yeah. hip hop. Yeah. So he's not like he's googling who's hot in hip hop yeah, and like yeah, trying yeah. to work in you know uh, references to it. Mentioned Cardi B. I yeah, he actually knows and listens to to that sort of music. Right, so you right. know, it would be like me talk. It would be like me doing a podcast without mentioning Glory Hammer. I mean, True. it's it's just it, it's just something that 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 comes up. But um, yeah, Graves, I, you know. When he came out and did his uh, uh, quote-unquote apology, saying that he was trying to stir up an angle for Survivor Series, <clears throat> that just makes no sense. It's stupid, and nobody cares. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, meant to meet my mic there. 
It's okay, bud. It's okay. Chris still still under the weather and fighting that cough. But yeah, he he uh, Corey oh, Graves God. doesn't doesn't address it until Monday, Tuesday, whenever his dog shit podcast comes out, and. Yeah. He says, oh, you know, uh, I didn't mean to offend. I'm a provocateur. I'm okay. I, I was trying to shoot an angle. By the way, at no point does he say the name Mauro Ronaldo or does he say I'm sorry? Like, yeah, I, I, I would think that there would be some level of idea in the world of pro wrestling, which to everyone involved in professional wrestling, I'd like to remind everyone this very simple sentence because it seems it gets forgotten about every week, which, hey, gives us fodder, but whatever. Professional wrestling is a work. It's a work. It's not real. It's it's people working together to tell a storyline. Hey, maybe, Corey, yeah. maybe you text tomorrow and say, hey, I wanted to stir up some shit so we can get into it on the show tomorrow. Yeah, it really is super simple. Uh, you know, I know that he has his phone number. Yeah. Uh, just just slide him a text and run it by him, maybe brainstorm some ideas. Mm-hmm. If Morrow was maybe in on it uh, from the jump, maybe we wouldn't be in the situation that we're currently in. Um, but the fact that he decided, Graves did, decided to do this on his own, probably didn't ask anybody's um, permission or, you know, run it up any kind of chain or anything like that. The fact that he calls himself a provocateur, fuck you, fuck Corey Graves. Um, that's just douche 101 right there. Yeah. I'm a provocateur. I like to yeah. stir the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck your own dick. Fuck off, you piece of shit. Um <laughs> Uh, fuck Corey Graves. Um, so and, and, and not only all those things, but the fact that this is not the first time this has happened with Mario Ronaldo. No, no. Ronaldo has a very well-documented history with uh, severe mental illness, and mm-hmm. there are peaks and valleys with that. Um, it's affected him back in Pride. It's affected him in, in, uh, in WWE. It, it, this is not a new thing. Um, and the fact that that, docu- uh, that well-documented history is out there, and you should at least know a little bit about your coworkers, um, mm-hmm. is all the more reason to not do this. Yes. So what we've gotten as a result is Morrow deleting his uh, social media. Yep. Uh, did not uh, go to Survivor Series to announce the matches he was uh, slated to help call. Uh, and he did not appear at NXT on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, to, to transfer from fucking Corey Graves to fucking WWE here, uh, on Sunday at Survivor Series, when they were supposed to have this uh, match, uh, I think it was the NXT Championship match, Mm-hmm. That Mara was supposed to uh, call, and rightfully so. Uh, Michael Cole comes out and says that uh, you know he, he was so excited last night. Mara Ronaldo blew out his voice. So you know, come on, yeah, yeah. Y- you can only feed us so much bullshit. Uh, it, it was just a blatant lie right to our face, yeah. Uh, which is insulting and just fucking stupid. Like just yeah, it's better to not address than to spin some yarn. Exactly. Just say hey, you know, I'm I'm Michael Cole filling in. You you just that's all you have to say. I'm Michael Cole filling in for Mara Ronaldo. Very much looking forward to this match. And we've got getting a title shot against Adam. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was you know lie number one. Then you know scuttlebutt continued throughout the week. People continue to fuck Corey Graves on Twitter. Uh, Corey Graves does his apology on Monday or Tuesday, whatever air quotes on apology. And then Wednesday comes and it's you know news starts to break that Mara isn't going to be there. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go again. And it's JBL 2.0. Uh, fuck JBL. Uh, we had still, that episode yeah. a, a year or two ago. Yeah, uh, you know, actually, you know what? Based off, of, I would say based off of last night, 
fuck JBL some more. He was complaining. What did he do last night? Uh, he was bitching and moaning on Twitter about the phrase, okay, boomer. Which, hey. He's way, a fucking boomer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, JBL, way to uh, be on top of trends. I thought we all kind of moved past that turn of phrase, but you know. Uh, so JBL's a snowflake. Yeah. Snowflake boomer. Yes, JBL. Exactly. JBL. Yes. Uh, maybe he and Corey Graves can go fuck each other in our mother's basement. Piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> but yes, no Morrow on Survivor Series. No Morrow on NXT. No word when Morrow is coming back. That said, Frank Shamrock, yeah. the good friend of Morrow Ronaldo, is ready to fight yeah. literally everyone for his boy. And that right there is true friendship. I got you back, Frank. I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll be your second. Oh, and of <laughs> course, you I, ask for it. not not that it really matters, but I, I did also love Corey Graves acting like Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were lying about everything when he came out and apologized for exactly what the fuck he did. Oh, yeah. Graves attacking them was a whole other can of worms. I mean, you know, everybody wants to attack Dave and Brian for doing their jobs. And, you know, yeah. it goes back to the, the Saudi Arabia thing and farther back than that, too. So it's just yeah. the Billy Kay thing, the Seth Rollins <laughs> thing that, yeah, it's 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 a cheap, easy deflection. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of makes whoever does that seem like even more a guilty piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost like better. it's almost like there's this trend going on lately, Chris, where. Um, organizations made up of really terrible people, as opposed to trying to sort that out, would rather attack the media that's reporting on it than <laughs> actually, like, settle their own house first. I don't know if I've seen that elsewhere, but, you know. I don't know, but you can send all uh, complaints to at send Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, just shoot it right over to him. <laughs> he, he's got a forwarding system. We're not on Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 you haven't done that in a while. I figured yeah, I have to bring yeah, that back. Yeah, yeah. Good, good old Ted. Hope he's doing well. Hope one he's of my favorite ongoing very, bits. Hope he's getting very confused by his mentions of Jordan Grace in the comments. Uh, <laughs> well, he gets very confused by many things. Yeah, that's true, and and that's also why he liked stepmom porn on Twitter that one day. Which really, on, no, not just one day. It was nine eleven. Oh, Don't that's right. That. That's right. It was on nine eleven. Hey, look, he was trying to forget, Chris. He was trying to forget. <laughs> Never forget. Never. Ne- it's it's in the friend. slogan. It's, it's in the, co- the copywritten slogan that we as Americans have adopted. Yes. Never forget. And Ted, Ted, Ted Cruz just yes. wanted to remember some uh, some sweet Brazzer stepmom porn on that day. And, you know, hey. that mood strikes me every now and then. Not going to lie. Yeah, but uh, they, probably they, not on 9-11. Yeah, they, they provide fine entertainment over there at the, the Brazzers company. Um, as we now get some very angry letters sent straight to at send Ted Cruz, let's roll on into the rest of the week in wrestling. Uh, hey, Survivor Series happened, and Chris, I gotta be yeah. honest, that was a really good show, and then it went on for two more hours. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was about half the length of WrestleMania, but it still seemed like WrestleMania length. Yeah. Uh, there's an inherent problem with having 15 people in one match um there were those multiple problems with it and it's the fact that the shit goes on forever and uh and they they just they the the matches the elimination matches weren't really exciting save for a handful of spots yeah um it was a lot of just going through the motions and you know sure you had matt riddle pin uh randy orton you had a couple rkos you had the big finish with keith lee and roman reigns which was great yeah Um, totally loved it made keith lee look like a megastar 
Yeah, which he, you know, has every right to be. Um, the women's match uh, started the whole show proper, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right. So, and then they did this weird thing where Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, who, the again, the night before were blood rivals fighting in a cage, mm-hmm. uh, were on the same team. Um, and then feigned injury were taken to the back to give uh, the uh, Raw and SmackDown a, an advantage over NXT. But then once it was down to one-on-one with Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley, they came back down to help Sasha or to help Rhea Ripley beat Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. Yeah. So, okay. Lots of questions here. Yeah, um, tons. The main one is if you're trying to present Rhea Ripley as this huge star, why does she need help? Uh-huh. Uh, there's the question of why are, you know, does the brand mean that much to him that after, you know, moonsaulting onto uh, her partner that night, uh, it just is water under the bridge. And no, yep. we're all about yep. black and gold now. Brand um, above all, Chris. Brand above all. It was just, you know, look, and I'm happy Rhea Ripley won. Big yeah, fan. She's yeah. she's got nothing but upside. Had a hell of a week uh, last week. Said. She really, truly did. Um, and she posted an Instagram video of doing some uh, some uh, weightlifting squat sort of things, which was really nice, too. Um, so bless her for that. Uh, fuck Corey Graves. But um, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, it was just... They just went on too long and yeah. not really a lot happened. 15 people? Yeah, yeah. I, I, That's a lot of people for a match. Too many people. I mean, you know, we have for the past few years basically had the big, you know, men's Raw versus SmackDown match. And those have run basically an hour. In this instance, you know, we were just not that the matches weren't lengthy. It just was like, all right, let's just start cutting bodies because there's too many goddamn people around this ring. Yeah. Like it, it, it just was very odd um even with again some of the net positives that came out of it like there wasn't really a a great flow to the show and and even things that i thought would deliver didn't really as well as they should uh on paper yeah i know we've had our criticisms about the presentation of the fiend and there's gonna be more coming up stick around uh i would have thought daniel bryan and the fiend would have been a can't miss match and it said it was fine I think it was better than both matches with Seth Rollins. Yes, I I will absolutely give it that. But it, you know, there there seemed to be an entire gear missing, and uh, Ray Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, we always talk about there's two versions of Brock. There's Brock don't care, and there's Brock wants to make you look good. Yeah, Brock didn't care. Brock no care. Brock, Brock <laughs> did not care. Um, no, no, it was it was very clear, and the stuff with Dominic. You know, it got the pop. It was a feel-good moment or whatever. I will say he recovered pretty greatly after being eliminated in the uh, three-way men's tag to come out and support his dad. No, he was in the the, the uh, Survivor Series match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the three way uh, men's. Oh yeah. Match. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said tag. I thought you were talking yeah. about the pre-show tag oh, team. Oh no, 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 no. Brand was, supremacy match. match. I was like. Look, yeah, he went down to Drew McIntyre, but, you know, he dusted himself off, put his okay. glasses on. thank you for and... bringing that up, because I forgot. Are you fucking kidding me, WWE? <laughs> Walter, the guy who has uh-huh. yet to be pinned in the entire uh, time you've had him under your corporate evil empire umbrella, goes down to one Claymore kick after getting out-chopped by Drew McIntyre? That's yep. his entire gimmick. You just, you just, You just destroyed the guy. On your fourth biggest pay-per-view of the year. For what? What? Well, Chris, you see, this time, the Drew McIntyre push is going to stick. 
Okay, sure. This uh, time, mm-hmm. it will stick. The Chosen One has returned to eliminate Walter from the Survivor Series match for no fucking reason. After one, uh, Claymore kick. I mean, Tyler Bate gave him fucking everything in a half or 45 minutes, and still uh, Walter came out on top. Well, Pete Dunne did the Chris, same thing. Chris, you forget, Tyler Bate's a wee tiny boy. He's a big, strong boy, okay? But he's a wee little baby. Like, look at him. He's Big, strong boy. He's, he's very tiny. He's very wee. Drew McIntyre, big, tall, handsome, strong. Big, tall, <sighs> handsome, strong. Better than grumpy German baby. Therefore, he wins. All right. I, I know I've said this a lot, but I am just this fucking close to canceling my WWE network uh, subscription. I'm not like, far I, behind I, you. It's 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 just it's one, and it could be the stupidest fucking thing ever. It's just one thing that just irks me the wrong way, and I'm hitting delete. And I've been signed up since day one. Yeah, I've I've stopped. Um, <clears throat> This is, I've stopped supporting WWE main roster mostly aside from watching the pay-per-views on the network. Um, I, I, and this is where my neuroses come into play. Mm-hmm. I've stopped wearing T-shirts of pro of, of uh, main roster performers. Uh, I may break out my Matt Riddle or Undisputed Era T-shirt because I'm mm-hmm. still at this point firmly yeah. watching and You're enjoying supporting your NXT. boys. Yeah. However. The 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 Morrow stuff with fuck Corey Graves, mm-hmm. um, the the toxic backstage environment that is uh, uh, persisted in the WWE locker room, uh, and to the fact where it was reported that some people backstage saw Corey Graves as the babyface in that whole situation. Mm-hmm. That reading that sentence right there almost made me go right to the browser and click uh, cancel account right fucking there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm one I'm one thing away, man. And it, the fiend thing we're getting into in a couple minutes isn't quite to that level because it's hilariously stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to the infuriating point of some of this other stuff is, but between uh, the the Morrow Grave stuff, the, the the Walter bit, the fact that the, for whatever reason they couldn't make a triple threat match with Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, and Bailey work. Yeah, like, I don't know. Who, I don't know whose fault that was. I, I don't know either. But that was uh, just disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was getting shades of uh, the the mania main event. Like, see, I never I, went back and watched that on TV. Um, so I don't really know how. The, that I will say the mania mania the mania main event was better than this. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where it's like high expectation and right. you know low reality. And, man, I don't know how many more times, and and I recognize two-thirds of the match has been different, but I don't know how many more times Becky's going to be given that main event spot and allowed to have a dead crowd. I love Becky to death. I think she's fantastic. I love the fact that she's one of the the top stars of the company. But people weren't super into her win at Mania, and, you know, you can talk about how the finish was botched and all that, but here we go again, one of the big four. Well, it was four. also eight and a half hours into the show. True, but here we go, one of the big four, she's in the main event, she's against two of the top women in the industry, both of whom have impressive resumes, just like Becky, and the three of them shit it up? Like, that's not great. That's not a good look. Yeah, it, no, it, it wasn't, and I was... Uh, you know, you remember me saying that that was the match I was most looking forward to because yeah, yeah. on paper, 
all three of them can go and are great. And it just it just lacked any sort of cohesion or mm-hmm. or chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I know Becky and Bailey have had a couple matches before. And even yeah. Becky and Shayna had no, that was Rhea Ripley. Never mind. Yeah, they never they had never fought before. But maybe yeah. the fact that they rehearsed maybe and maybe that's ruined the spontaneity of what you get <laughs> from uh, from a match of that caliber. I don't I don't know. Like I said, I, I I don't I don't know what it was, but something was missing, and it was mm-hmm. it was a bummer to end the show on that. I'm happy Shayna won. Don't yeah. get me wrong, because fuck, I'm Team Baszler forever. But man, it, it was just a, a, a dull, wet fart uh, yeah. at the end of a. Oh, okay, that was a show. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, the dull, wet fart lingered into Monday, uh, the fourth and final day in Chicago for WWE back yeah. on Raw, um, and it had some highlights. Uh, you know, the the Rey Mysterio U.S. title win was executed really well. Uh, the, the crowd lost their shit. But here was the problem. That happened an hour, too. And there was an entire third hour that followed. Like, Yeah, what happened the, in that third hour? Uh, honest to God, I can't remember. And that's why I'm bringing up the results of the show. Was, it, was, it, was that Owens and Rollins? Uh, you know what? Let me see. Hour three. Because the show yes, started with was Seth Owens Rollins, and Rollins. It was essentially Owens and turning heel, right? Uh, ish. He he did my favorite WWE gimmick, which is a town hall meeting. You know, the traditional oh. things that happen in professional wrestling. Town hall meetings where Seth. Step down from you people. Yeah. Where Seth just bitching, bitches and moans about, uh, you know, Raw falling apart. Uh, by the way. Uh, he did not yell about his fiance losing. Um, yeah. And also, I'm going to come back to this in a little bit. Uh, he did not bitch and moan about Charlotte just for no discernible reason turning against her own teammate and basically fucking the Raw women's team. Uh, it's just some dumb bullshit that he just started complaining and, and, and all of that. And if he is supposed to be your top face... I don't know why anyone would like him at this point. I don't know that that was supposed to be a heel turn. My gut tells me it was supposed to be a heel turn. But unfortunately, the past few years of WWE programming have programmed me to think, no, he's supposed to be the good guy in all this. Yeah. Because he cares about the brand. That's a sad statement right there. (laughs) He cares about the brand. The brand's important, not you individual superstars. It's the name on the marquee. Yeah, about that. Um, not so much. Listen, uh, Sethi Poo, pal, friend, former lover. I just, you know, come on, <laughs> get over your fucking self. If this is a heel turn, go a hundred uh, miles an hour, full speed ahead, full gear ahead. Uh, get it, get it fucking done. Bring your, bring AOP on as your new J and J security. Fucking run rush shot overall. Make that shit happen. Maybe yeah. I'll be interested enough to 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 watch a highlight on YouTube as opposed to just reading a recap of what happened. Um, but that, that ain't fucking doing it. Um, so the third hour was Owens confronting. Was it a match? Yes, it was, Owens it was a match, which uh, uh, Seth. Uh, well, it went to a it went to a DQ because I guess get Seth, out of town because I guess a non finish on the main event of raw. I guess Seth is getting teamed up with the AOP because uh-huh. the AOP, they attacked uh, Kevin Owens. Now look, if okay. you're telling me that the plan is 
it's a heel group, Seth and the AOP. Basically, give them a big, large Samoan. I don't know if they're Samoan. Whatever they are. Croatian? Aren't they like uh, Serbian or I don't know. Somewhere, okay. somewhere from the Eastern Bloc? Big, large dudes in the replace of J&J security. I'm cool yeah. with it. I like this idea. I, I, I would love to see this idea play out. But I still don't know if that's actually what I'm supposed to be excited for. Well, here's the thing. They did that intentionally to to see what people how they reacted to it. So come Monday, uh, who knows if, if they listen to the show? God, I hope they do. Yeah. Uh, fuck Corey Graves. Um, <laughs> then you know they'll have an idea that at least we're behind that. Uh, it's something for Seth to at least make him work again because. Seth, for the last six months, has not been working, as we've documented uh, very well often here. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I, I'd, I'd like to, to be excited for it. I'd, I'd like to be into it. But uh, as I'm learning on a regular basis, the, the things that they do to book faces yeah. in WWE make no sense. And that brings me to the point that I wanted to talk about, which is the booking of one Flair, Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> What we've had so far is this whole thing started, in case you forget, this whole thing started where there was a match with Natalia Mm -hmm. and Charlotte going against the Kabuki Warriors. All right. Natalia pinned, I believe, Kyrie Sane. For whatever fucking reason. For whatever fucking reason, which means there was a tag title shot. And that tag title match was Charlotte and Becky... Against the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, but... Natalia was the one who got the pin. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Sure. that ended with shenaniganry because, uh, from what I understand, the plan is eventually to do Asuka versus Becky, but it turned into a whole thing. Then Charlotte and the Kabuki Warriors were on the same team for Survivor Series. Right. With Natalia. With Natalia, who is and no longer a factor in this storyline. Another the fifth person whom I don't uh, recall. Sarah Logan? I believe. Sarah Logan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, no longer a factor in this is one Natalia. However, okay. during the match, Charlotte tags herself in. Okay. And Asuka. Asuka's running wild. She tags herself in. Not really a face thing to no. do, but okay. Asuka gets in her face like, hey, why did you do this? Yeah. Charlotte shoves Asuka down. Okay. Asuka blows mist in her face. Uh Uh-huh. Asuka leaves, eliminating her. Uh Uh-huh. Charlotte gets rolled up because she has mist in her face. Right. Charlotte, by the way, still the good guy in all of this. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So Charlotte... Inserted herself into a match where she wasn't needed, got yelled at for doing so, shoved someone down, got missed in the face because of it. Check. Charlotte, you're a good guy in all of this. Yeah, totally. Cut to Monday. All right. Charlotte versus Asuka. Okay. Charlotte looking for retribution, as the official Raw preview put it. Again, the retribution of being... A 
total bitch to your fellow teammate and don't ruining shit, the things be shit ruining the 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 momentum of the match that was in your mm-hmm. favor and could have put points on for raw again not something addressed by seth rollins as he was bitching and moaning to the entire raw, raw roster but i digress mm-hmm. charlotte spends half the match just randomly going after Kyrie sane on the outside even though Kyrie's doing nothing nor did she do anything the night before where yes. this whole thing uh, spurned from. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm with you. It's not like, <clears throat> it's not like Kyrie is spending the entire match. <clears throat> excuse me. Okay. Spending the entire match trying to interfere and, right. and do something. No, she's just hanging out and Charlotte keeps going after her. Charlotte's the face here. Charlotte. Still the face here. Still the good guy. Gotcha. Being a total uh-huh. asshole. Okay. Kyrie does eventually get involved. Distracts. Well, she was provoked. Yes. Good guy. Oscar blows the most mist I've ever seen ever <laughs> into the face of Charlotte Flair. Okay. Oscar gets the win again. Okay. I see why Oscar did what she did. You know what the plan is for this Monday on Raw, Chris? Charlotte versus Kyrie Sane. Close. Charlotte versus both Kabuki Warriors in a handicap match. So not only is she the aggressor in all of this, she's also shoot stupid. <laughs> well, she's smart enough to uh, to get in bed with Andrade, so at least she's got that going for her. She does have that going for her. Which is nice. Yes. Uh, you think he wears a little sombra mask while he's, uh, while he's just railing her out? I hope he does. If not, I, I hope he hope makes he her does. wear one. I was just going to say, I kind of want to see her in it. Well, some from mask. Yeah. Now, now, Chris, you might be wondering, yeah. what is this all leading to? Well, if local advertising is to be believed, it's going to be a tornado tag TLC match with okay. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair against the what Kabuki the Warriors. Why? What is it? Why are you why are you tracking Becky into this? I don't know. <laughs> I still Is this no for TLC? Idea. This is for TLC. So shouldn't the, the the Raw Women's Champion be defending her title at the major pay-per-view? I don't know. And last I remember, didn't Becky and Charlotte hate each other? I can't. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't. I can't. I can't. So, by the way, when Charlotte... Why am I doing this? When Charlotte wins without any issue on Monday, <laughs> remember, yeah. she's the good guy in all of this. Uh, okay. All right. Charlotte's had a tough go. She was pinned by uh, by Rhea Ripley on SmackDown a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Then all the Survivor Series and Raw nonsense. More Raw nonsense to come. Yeah, that's... Uh, man... It's a shame because Charlotte's super talented. She uh, is. She's great. She's really uh, good. It's WWE WWE writing is not super talented. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I, 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 yeah. if I'm pointing out things that make no sense and are really a bummer, um, as great as the Rey Mysterio angle was, you know what it really was about? It was about just completely eliminating Dale Gass from anything related to AJ Styles. Yeah, what happened to Dale Gas? Apparently, uh, Vince is done with Dale Gas. Yeah, so they 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 promoted the this U.S. title match for Raw this week. AJ Styles and Umberto Carrillo. Carrillo got attacked by Gallows and Anderson during the entrance, and that was it. So it turned into oh, we'll have a four way with the winner getting a U.S. title match. That ended up being Drew Mysterio. Um, I almost said Charlotte. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Uh, 
Ricochet and uh, Randy Orton for a okay. title shot, and then immediately Ray went into a match against AJ Styles. Uh, so it was some great fun and underdog booking. Yes, yeah, great fun underdog booking. People lost their minds in Chicago, got people excited, which you know is good. But um, yeah, do we do we know why Dale Gas is no longer on the uh, on on the fast track to uh, the gas station? Well, Chris, if I can extrapolate based on what I've seen in recent memory, if you're sure. looking at Cedric Alexander or Apollo Cruz or any number of people, it's been four weeks and Vince got distracted by another shiny. So, and that would be Rey Mysterio. I guess. I don't know. Maybe that psycho clown outfit made. Uh... <laughs> it was terrible. Holy shit. That was bad. It was real bad. It was real. That bad. was almost uh Wolverine level at all in bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by it, the way, it was like, I, I don't know why this bothers me, but Ray moving to like the singlet top really irritates me. I don't know why. Uh, it's not a good luck. Yeah, I, I don't know why it does, but it, it just makes him look like a fat, dopey luchador as opposed to Rey Mysterio, legendary superstar. We know he's gotten up there in years. And yeah. That tends to happen over time. Uh, but, you know, somebody's got to just say, hey, man, that's that's a terrible fucking, that's some terrible fucking gear. Yeah, uh, it's not good. It's, it was, it's not it good. was laughable. Uh, and, ugh, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. And yeah. I know, look, he's done comic book inspired gear for years. Really, none of them have looked good, no. uh, to be completely no. honest with you. The Flash uh, the one, Tome. I think, was the closest. I don't remember the so Flash one. Is that it, a mania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was during his wearing uh, nothing but shiny pleather era, and when he was also uh, wearing the shiny pants. the pleather shirt too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, I still remember him doing Silver Surfer, which is basically him wearing silver gear and then painting his body, which was one of the dumbest looking setups he's ever had. It was like Looking Glass from Watchmen. <laughs> Full body Looking Glass. I'm Are you it. now or have you ever been a member of the group Civil Society? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. You've been working on that? Yeah, a little bit. I, I enjoy me some Wade. He's good times. Yeah, he's pretty great. Hopefully he survives tonight. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we did gloss over the two really good matches from Survivor Series, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Just wanted to mention the triple threat between all the uh, second tier title holders on each mm -hmm. brand. Mm -hmm. Roddy Strong, out of nowhere, pulling off the victory. I don't think anybody picked Roger no, to win that. Not match. a million years would I have thought. I that. was completely shocked, but that match was really fucking good. Yeah. Um, very much enjoyed that. And then the NXT title match between Adam Cole, Bebe, and uh, Pete Dunne was yes. also really damn good, especially considering Adam Cole, what he went through the night before yeah. and the week before. Tur turns out Adam Cole's ghost can work a great match. That's what I learned. <laughs> uh, and hey, Pete Dunne, you can carry a ghost. Congratulations, bud. Like, that's... That's some good shit for you, man. Put that on your resume. I don't know if pro wrestlers have resumes. I, I kind of hope they do. They go to a new company and they just give a resume to the guy along with their like That's hysterical. DVD. Yeah, I feel like they just send like a highlight reel. Uh, oh, I I imagine it probably comes with it. Like you get the highlight reel. You know, it's like a demo tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your air check. Here's my air check. <laughs> yeah. Here's my resume. Yeah, you know, I did. Uh, I Carried did production for four years and on air for three years. Yeah. Uh, here's me reading commercials and liners and spots <laughs> and all that sorts of stuff. Here's a break, oh, and uh, here's me doing a news story. Chris, this may be a Patreon gimmick. You know what I have on my hard drive here? 
Please tell me you have an air check on your hard drive. I have my demo tape that I had to complete for yes. broadcasting school. Yeah. Uh, I think mine is on a, uh, a mini cassette, so uh, I don't think I could put it my, Mine was originally on a reel-to-reel, but I, I nice. got it saved digitally, and uh, I, I have the MP3 still. Yeah. I don't know if I have the MP3. Actually, you know what? I feel like I may have it on a flash drive somewhere. I might yeah. have to try and dig that out. We'll, we'll do dueling, uh, dueling final projects for air checks for uh, a Patreon one day. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think that'd be uh, a really fun, silly thing to share. Uh, Patreon.com, by the way. Hop over there. Support us, please. Yeah. Um, so speaking of really uh, silly things to share, <laughs> AEW Dynamite kicked off with uh, yeah. La Celebration for La Champion yes. uh, in, in Chicago uh, yeah. on Wednesday night. Now, okay, we uh gone on record many, many times uh, shitting on the opening minute, opening 15-minute uh, segment of wrestling mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. And this kind of falls into that uh, territory. Yes. It went probably five minutes too long. Uh-huh. Um, I will say there were a couple moments that gave me a legit chuckle because it, mm-hmm. you know, it's Jericho and it's heel Jericho. So it's so over the top. It's ridiculous. Like his father sitting in a folding chair under a huge box, handing out uh, Rangers jerseys uh, to everybody with their name on the back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was funny. But the, you know, having his dad try and shit on the Blackhawks for five minutes went way too long. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Jared goat, thing with uh with hager bringing in a goat calling it a uh, chris jared goat uh got a chuckle uh not a full-on chortle um by the way i just want to point out the chris jared goat t-shirt has not popped up in the best-selling items at pro wrestling tees i feel like that was a swing and a miss guys yeah well look they put the i have a ticket thing on a t-shirt yeah, yeah. and i see people wearing it on tv so it's ridiculous uh the, the sammy guevara uh standout thing has led to some funny memes uh online mm-hmm. so i'll give mm-hmm. that some credit uh really my favorite part of the segment is when they beat up on justin roberts uh, <laughs> at, at, at that point it had gone too long and i clocked out of it but then they started beating up on justin roberts i'm like oh cool i'm back into this yeah yeah this, this is exactly what i want from this television program um so it wasn't quite festival of friendship uh level no it was somewhere between the festival of friendship and bailey's this is your life yeah it was it yeah, was somewhere yeah. in between those two if if there is a a, a neutral good in, in all of this if we're we're putting together our alignment chart it would be this it was fine it was there uh, that's how it became the nanny and it was you know it just was what it was uh it wasn't super into it um I will say I think uh, AEW needs to stop doing things with live animals because this always seems to break bad. Uh, Pharaoh got spooked by Pyro. Uh, Hunter Horse Helmsley died, not due to their work, but, you know, he just did. Uh, And this goat did not want to be in front of thousands of people. Uh, no, let alone a few hundred thousand watching at home. I was going to say millions, but let's be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, and the show that followed kind of followed in those footsteps. There were certainly some highlights on Dynamite as a whole, but there really wasn't a rhythm as we've had in past mm. weeks, uh, which yeah. was interesting because on paper, this felt like a pay-per-view level show. Uh, it's just the end result was – I'm not going to sit here and say it was bad because I still had moments I enjoyed quite a bit. It's just it was 
of the let's say 10 episodes of dynamite that have aired so far it's in the lower tier of quality um you know it, you... it, would, it may be last had not uh omega and pack had a great match on the show i i was gonna say that and i actually really like scorpio sky and jericho quite a bit that was good that that was good yeah no i'll give you that um but you know, that was more storytelling than action you know yes. if you want your your pro res then your your pack and omega uh, delivered for you on that but there was there was some questionable things that happened on the show aside from the opening segment mm-hmm. and i still can't it's so frustrating to me as a huge fan of pissed off skeleton luchador and his uh his reincarnating brother um that they've done dick all uh with them uh, pretty yeah. much yeah. uh the fact that they lost to the best friends and i i i enjoy the best friends trent chucky e. t orange cassidy is great why are they beating the lucha brothers clean in the middle of the ring uh on your night before thanksgiving show i, they, I just i cannot wrap my head around the reason why there's definitely some weirdness because also trent beat pentagon on dark this week uh, which was Clean? yes, which was roll up or like knocked out like uh, a, like a legit pin. I honestly can't remember what the finish was. Ah, wrestling wrestling runs together at a point. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. If the idea is to build best friends into getting a tag title shot, for example, I can understand. But we haven't seen anything that indicates that. Like SCU is tied up with the inner circle right now, so I'm not right. seeing where this is leading now. Um, I will say next week we are supposed to get uh, Daniels versus Pentagon, which uh, hopefully will either add another chapter to that or actually just finish up that, it, that yeah. little feud. But we're supposed to be getting Trent versus Ray Phoenix, as just was announced overnight. And I don't know how I feel about it. If Trent wins here, uh, well, then he has actually a really impressive streak of singles wins and he should be in the mix for, I don't know, a shot at the diamond ring, a shot at the title, a shot at something. But it, right. it, it is on the whole just this kind of odd detour for both teams. I don't really know where this is heading. Um, and, and it didn't really seem to affect the ranking super much either. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, you know, judging by the pops uh, that we've seen and experienced live, mm-hmm. Lucha Bros are upper tier in terms of getting pops from the crowd. Um, Orange Cassidy gets massive pop and the hug, the hug maker pose uh, gets a pop. But, you know, just Trent walking out there or, or, or Chucky e. T walking out there isn't getting anywhere near the the level of love that uh, that Pentagon or Phoenix or, or anything like that. It's just it's just mind boggling to me because they're the two of the you know most talented, coolest looking, mm-hmm. um, all around best performers out there. And they just haven't really gotten them to, to that level. And I know it's, you know, two months into the show and mm-hmm. there's still plenty of time to do this. It's just I, I want to, you know. I miss watching these guys do shit every week on Lucha Underground, so I'm happy that they're back on the show. I just want to see them do more and yeah, showcase yeah. what they're able to do more. It's on, frustrating. On paper, there's no reason why these guys aren't having balls-out matches with Proud and Powerful or, on an individual basis, having matches with Omega, Moxley, Pac, etc. Um, yeah. So it, it is a little weird. Uh, we got a, a women's tag match, which was notable mostly uh, for Jim Ross uh, stumbling over his words. Look, I think yeah. I know a lot of people were like, oh, God, JR is so terrible. I think he's trying. I think old habits are 
are dying hard in front of us. Yeah. Um, I, I know that may sound apologetic, but I do think he's trying. It's just, yeah, he's he a 60 year old man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not all there yet. And I think not having Shivani there also hurt. Um, yeah. The commentary yeah. as a oh, whole. Oh God, that fucking fan they put in there. Yeah. Oh, what was that all about? Oh my God. Was that like a corporate? Oh, hey, we'll let you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It was uh, State Farm Insurance sponsored it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it, but yeah. do that on dark. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. By the way, uh, speaking of, of dark real quick, um, uh, Sean Spears did commentary on this okay. week's episode of Dark, and he was really good. No, maybe he found something for the guy. Really good. Like he he put people over. He was heel when he needed to be. Like it was it was surprising. Uh, also, there's a I, for your edification, Chris. There's a bomb ass Jack Evans uh, Kenny Omega match on this. Oh weekend, yeah, I need so. to watch that. Man. Yeah, that match is super fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, really, the only positive thing I can say about the women's match is I think since she's on TV now and not just on Dark, I think they signed Chris Statlander, which. She's like one of the best women in indie wrestling going right now. So uh, big fan. Yeah. She made it onto my uh, uh, Christoph's uh, Thick Wrestle Honey uh, uh, top <laughs> rankings list this week on the Patreon, <laughs> which I legitimately did the other day. Oh shit! All right, well, I did. I, 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 I guess, posted it. Uh, oh well, there you go. That's awesome. I I, I had not seen that. Uh, God bless you, Chris. God yeah, bless she, you. she number. Well, I won't say what number. You have to join the Patreon to see. But uh, she she made a she had a good debut uh, up there. Um, and just as a, uh, I'll I'll give this one little piece away because um, it was something that we we'll, we'll talk about. I don't know if we want to talk about it now. Detour from AEW or not? Yeah. But Dana Brooke made my list. Oh because yeah. We, we, Dana Brooke we, we and need to Dave pick that Batista. Up. Yes. Uh, that gave me life this week. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah. Some of the best uh, Twitter content I've uh, I've seen in quite some time. Dear Roughhouse listeners, if you feel embittered and cold like the world outside uh, and you need some warmth in your life and you need to remember what love is, just follow Dave Batista and Dana Brooke right now. That is – I, I want them to have a billion babies. Thirsty. That's what I want. They are, I, I want to watch them do it. I want to. <laughs> I want to see Drax destroy. See, for me, it's not just a <laughs> thirst thing. Like there seems to be something like genuine there, and I think it's adorable. That's, it, no, that's it is. I, I mean, it, but it also at the same time, it just gets my uh, my nether regions all riled up, and I just want to see. Uh, you know, I just want to want to see it happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on it. Uh, continuing on with AEW, we got a Moxley yeah. promo, which is pretty dope because he described himself as "quote unquote" napalm death. Which yes. I'm all for. Uh, yeah. Cody, uh, you know they have an album called Scum, which <laughs> was uh, a stable in Ring of Honor back yes. in the day. Yes. So there's a uh, some wrestling synergy there, uh, and Napalm Death is great. So there yes. you go. Cheers. Uh, Cody did a squash match against some mm. guy named Matt Nix. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then Cody comes up just uh, after beating him with a. Uh, uh, an os cutter and a figure four of all things um he gets attacked through the ring up come um the blade and then the butcher and uh, the then... butcher and then the blade uh, no i thought the blade came up first who's the, the blade butcher. uh the blade butcher's andy williams yes right? yes oh yeah, he came right. up I'm second sorry. i thought it was butcher that came out first yeah, yeah no 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 because no. it was the blade who was braxton sutter sutter a pepper parks Okay. A.K.A. Mr. Alley. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Yeah. 
So that okay, all right. I did not know that. Yes. Um, okay, would watch. We'll have to add that to my list. Um, but anyway, so he comes up, attacks Cody. Out comes Andy Williams, a guitarist for Every Time I Die, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is the yeah. greatest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, as as the uh, the butcher. And then they bring up uh, Allie, who is now the bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Butcher, the Blade, and the bunny are uh, this new uh, sort of evil trio. Yes. So I'm of a couple minds here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this fell flat. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't work. People didn't know who they are, which I get. The The biggest company they've worked for is GCW. Um, right. I, I've seen uh, a match or two of theirs from GCW. I've seen a match or two of theirs from Beyond Wrestling. They're very talented. Uh, Andy yeah. Williams in particular is shockingly good at professional wrestling, considering it's his side hustle. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> they have a really cool and different look. I, I like Allie as the bunny. I like that yeah. whole idea. I don't know what they could have done to make that better beyond like teasing vignettes. And, and I think also there's now some muddying of the water because Cody wants to go after MGF uh, unless these guys are part of MJF's uh, new stable, a guy. I don't think we need another heel stable. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Like it, it, it just seems kind of weird. It seems like a, a detour on the way to the amusement park. You know, it's just like, we don't really need to do this. We, we got a destination guys. Right. Because and, and shouldn't Cody be trying to get through Wardlow to get to MJF. Not like, right. You know, the steampunk twins. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> the gangs of GCW. I don't yeah. know uh, what we're going to, you know, uh, so my problem with it was really, and this is the first major fault I've found for Excalibur. Excalibur, you know, being the main guy and the guy who knows all these people, all he just, all he said was, that's the butcher and that's the blade. That's the blade and that's the butcher. And JR, to his credit, is like, well, who the hell are they? And Excalibur, that's the butcher and the blade. I was like, yeah, give me something. Like, yeah. I've seen these guys before. I had a, a, and obviously being an Every Time I Die fan, knew that Andy Williams was wrestling. Wrestling, but I yeah. didn't expect him to pop up in AEW. In AEW, like, right? Give give something. Say yeah, yeah. you know that they've been tearing it up on the indies, or exactly, uh, exactly. They've been running rough shot on the indies, and, and now they're going straight for the top here in AEW right. or something. Yeah, yeah. And and, and look, uh, I in no way, shape, or form do I take away from uh, uh, Brandon Sutter and, and Andy Williams getting this opportunity. Like, that's oh, I'm happy cool. for him. Like, that's awesome, and also. Props to AEW for basically striking while an iron is hot, or actually not even when an iron's hot, while an iron is warming up, you know, yeah. to, to go, okay, these guys need an opportunity. Um, actually, uh, now that I think about it, this makes sense. I was reading something recently about how apparently uh, Joey Janela has become a big go-to guy for scouting, for scouting because he's really found a taste for it, you know, booking guys for the the spring break shows and yeah. uh, and GCW accordingly. Like he's become, you know, sort of a trusted ally internally to go, okay, who's coming up, who deserves a shot, who should yeah. be someone we look at. So um, I think, you know, Statlander getting signed is an example of that. And I think Butcher and the Blade popping up is a sign of that. And I think long-term they're going to be fine. But in terms of uh, this was your first chapter, your first moment, how you're jump-starting seeing them, swinging a miss. Uh, I will say there's some speculation. Enjoy this, Chris. 
okay. uh, that the internet believes this is actually the first two members of a new villain, villain enterprises. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. Uh, a certain someone's contract went up at midnight, and even though he's working Final Battle, that's it right. for him. So okay, all we'll, right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think there's also. I mean, it, it, it all seemed to be a foregone conclusion that he'd be going to AEW eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that that could be, you know, the the butcher, the blade, the bunny, the villain. I, I kind of like okay. that idea. Uh, yeah, I, I do. But also, I really don't think they needed more people right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a hard time getting. Uh, all these people on screen every week as is. Yeah, Sonny Kiss um, hasn't been on TV. Kip Sabian hasn't really done much of anything on TV. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Even Janela hasn't been doing too much over the yeah, past yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. And I know he's doing some kind of Twitter angle about that, being oh, dissatisfied yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, him and Moxley this week on TV, too. Okay, that's happening this week? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's, that'll that'll be good. But, uh, yeah, this, this, I, I, don't, I don't feel like expanding the roster needed to be done right now you're still two months into your show establish you know the people that are there uh, you know but they're there they did it it kind of whiffed they have to correct course and and, and figure out what they're going to do with them if that is the direction with uh with squirrel coming in then you know okay well, that's that's a name that's somebody that they that you can say it's the villain marty squirrel and people yeah, yeah. watching we'll the know. show will know who it is yeah um but, uh, and chances okay. are the crowd will respond as if they are someone. Therefore, you can just say that they're someone. Right. And I get why they did. The reason I think they did it with attacking Cody is because, A, probably nobody or a few people in that arena knew who they were. But, B, Cody is the most over guy in the yeah, company. Yeah. So anybody attacking Cody is going to get some booze. But it yeah. wasn't like vehement, 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 angry booze. Yeah, <laughs> Ve- yeah. Uh, booed it was just they they booed him but it was kind of like well who the fuck are these guys what's going on so it, it was a tepid debut at best um unfortunately uh so we'll see how they how they correct course with that um i believe after that was that the uh pack and um uh, omega match yes before uh that i i don't want to belabor too much about this debut do you think this has anything to do with um, Brandy attacking, uh, or Brandy having Kong attack Allie. Oh, interesting. Are we going to get an Andy Williams awesome Kong match? Because I'm uh, fucking here for that. I mean, that would be <laughs> fucking dope. <clears throat> but I'm thinking more the idea that Allie was, you know, perky bubbly baby face, got attacked right. by Kong, and now she's back as weird, creepy, eyes wide shut bunny. Is it is it just me or does she look like uh what's her face from New Japan? Oh, uh, oh Peter. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's it's definitely a bit of that going on. Definitely some similar uh, leather mommy bunny mask sort of yes. thing going on there, which yeah. I'm not not into. But yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, possibly I'm not yeah. sure. You know, they just beat her into healed them. I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Snagged her hair, and uh, maybe maybe Brandy's controlling this whole thing from yeah. behind the scenes with her voodoo doll made of Valley's hair. I don't yeah. I don't know what the long term story uh, is. This there. reminds me uh, when when we get to talking about the ridiculousness of SmackDown. There's a Bray Wyatt theory that uh, I've seen circling the web that I want to share with you just to get your take on. Um, oh boy, it, it kind of ties to what we were just talking about. But yes, okay. Kenny Omega and Pac was next on Dynamite. Loved this match. It was super yeah. dope. Uh, I mean. Omega 
back in best bout machine form, having just a super kick-ass TV match. Something that I find I found really interesting over the uh, the holiday period, I got to sit down and listen to the Omega interview with Dave Meltzer that he did. Okay. And one of the things he talked about is uh, apparently he's spending so much time on everyone else's stuff uh, as a producer that for all of his segments, he's just calling it live. Which, oh, wow. Which given... How good this match was, how good the uh, tag match with him and Hangman Page against Moxley and Pac was, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I mean, guys showing a a whole nother tier of his ability. It's not like he's just going out there and trying to do 45 minute clinics. He's trying to do really great TV matches. And this is just another one he can sort of, you know, put into his uh, hat and say, hey, I I knocked this out of the park because this fucking rolled. Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. That, that that's even you know, uh, as another layer of awesomeness to it, knowing that they just called it in there. Um, and I love the finish. I love that it wasn't a decisive thing. It was a fucking crucifix mm-hmm. that you just mm-hmm. really cinched in and, and put the pressure on and, and got the pin. Um, you know, if anybody, you know, Pack is on a bit of a losing streak now, mm-hmm. which uh, is interesting for his character, and he'd probably come back even more bastardy. So you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm cool with it. I enjoyed that whole segment. Then we had uh, MJF against Hangman Page for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. I even forgot that happened. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that was an okay match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both guys played their role to a T. Uh, Hangman Page was your fiery baby face and MJF was your shit heel. And appropriately, uh, MJF being the shit heel got the big shiny thing that he gets to rub in people's faces. Uh, And there was also kind of a a fun bit post-match with him and DDP. Um, DDP got in the face of Wardlow. There was a whole thing. I don't think we're going to see a DDP uh, MJF or DDP Wardlow match anytime soon. But it, no. it it made him still feel like a legend without tearing down the new guys at the same time. Well, not not intentionally. I mean, the thing was, it looked like DDP looked like the Mandalorian, and MJF looked like Baby Yoda because uh, <laughs> he just towered yeah. over yeah. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, but you know. DDP, genetic freak, not like uh, Big Papa Pump, but a different kind. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's just a tall dude. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, yeah. MJF, not so much. So it was just funny to see, you know, MJF trying to look all badass looking up at at this uh, at this 60-year-old uh, super tall guy. It was yeah. kind of funny. And we had an in-ring promo with Dustin Rhodes, which uh, if there isn't a sign even jokingly backstage – it's been X number of days since a uh, during show interview has completed successfully uh, right. because once again, someone's in the ring and it turns to a whole to do as Sammy Guevara and proud and powerful went after Dustin. The young bucks went after them and it looks like we're going to get a six man tag next week on dynamite. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, Dustin, you got to work on that super kick though, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Not really, not really his uh, best work really, there. Not really get the height, uh, there. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a fine segment. Um, I will say I enjoyed the ring announcing on this, uh, this episode. <laughs> right? Gee, I wonder why Chris. <laughs> uh, and then, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Justin Roberts is terrible at his job. That's yes, why. Yes. Uh, that said, I'm enjoying the weird he's a ring announcer who talks like a ring announcer at all times gimmick on being the elite. I'm, I'm enjoying it a little too much. Okay. Someone comes up to him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just the whole thing. I think it's funny. Okay. That's fine. Uh, 
you're you're allowed to your opinion. <laughs> you're allowed to be wrong, right? That's what you're saying. Um, then we had the main event: Chris Jericho, Scorpio Sky. Uh, I don't think it was as much of a star-making performance for Scorpio as the Darby Allen Chris Jericho match, but it was a damn fine match. Uh, Jericho uh, going over with the Lion Tamer. Um, I thought, you know, it was as effective as it needed to be, but hey, this is really just a sidestep to what's going to be the big thing. Moxley Jericho. Uh, Mitch's revenge. Yeah, I I think... uh, I think they took the time they needed to wait to pull the trigger on this. The way the crowd yeah. reacted said this was the time. Uh, I think Moxley is going to be your next AEW champion, full stop. I mean, it's kind of been stewing ever since Double or Nothing, right? Yeah. Because yeah, um, yeah. Mox attacked both uh, Omega and Jericho. So, yep. you know, this is some long-term laying the groundwork and letting it uh, letting it fester and stew, and then here we go. Uh, sure, it's a uh, big title program between two ex-WWE guys, but whatever. They're both super talented and two of the most over people in the company, so it makes nothing but sense. Um, I did, circling back to the Sky match, um, I enjoyed that they had no seconds allowed out there because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of let them do their th- – I mean, obviously Hager got involved, but, you know yeah. – uh, let them for the most part go out there and do their thing um and speaking of that it they've been doing a lot of uh a lot there's so many run-ins it's like it's like wcw fucking mixed with wwe to the second degree of amount of run-ins and distractions and stuff like that uh temper those guys uh maybe maybe pump the brakes on them and uh use them a little more sparingly because if every match like i get there a fuse but every match with the fucking run-in or something like that it's just gets to be a little much it, it can be a bit much now chris i would say this would be a great time for them to set up some sort of structure to like prevent that from happening like uh i don't know they 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 can enwrap it in some sort of fencing perhaps i don't know i don't know i don't some, know some sort of are, are you referring to some sort of uh of cage um it, it, you know what that actually makes sense if they could encage the ring in some way shape or form to only allow the competitors to be in and keep out anyone else i'll do you one better mm. it'll be a cage match but instead of erecting a structure, you have Brian Cage on the outside beating up anybody who tries to get involved. Now, that's a cage match I would like to see, my friends. I'm an idea guy. What yeah, can you, I say? You know what? I, I, I think that's the way to do it. I don't know how much it would take to buy his contract out from Impact, but let's let's Probably figure this out. Probably not that much. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan can, uh, can make that happen. Oh, quick Impact update. Just look up the Rough Riders segment on YouTube. That's really all yes. you need. Uh, I- Yes, have a couple times. <laughs> NXT this week, um, kind of a filler week, if I'm honest. There were good moments. There were very good moments. But uh, it was like, oh, okay, Survivor Series happened. NXT won. That's cool. Uh, let's kind of uh, start to let things simmer. Um yeah. Do you, do you want to go bit by bit here, or or how do you yeah, want? We, to... we, we can we can hit the hit hit a bit by bit really quickly here. Yeah. So it started with this big celebration of everybody coming out, showing the team solidarity, which I I wasn't in love with because 
I get it. You won, but Survivor Series over. I don't want to see faces and heels interacting with each other that way yes. anymore. Yes. Move ahead with the stories. Um, so that was a bit of a bummer. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Then we had well, you have the, the yeah yeah the, uh, un- undisputed era basically said, hey, I don't get this whole we are oh, NXT yeah. business. Uh, we're NXT. We're the ones who won. We're Thank responsible. Uh, so Tommaso Ciampa took issue to that. Got in the face of one Adam. James Cole Maybe. And, uh, and instead of talking to Adam Cole he talked to Goldie and he said uh, which was good yeah uh, the exact line Goldie I told you I had to wait because daddy was going to war well war's over and daddy won I, I thought that was yeah. good shit and then he said there's nothing between me and coming after you out yeah. comes Finn Balor mm-hmm. stands between uh, Goldie and Tommaso Ciampa which I think was was well done yes um so that leads to uh, to Balor and Champa happening uh, yeah, uh, yeah. later on. Yeah, first match of the night, Undisputed Era defending the tag titles against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, basically, they very quickly replaced Bobby Fish because he is, as always, legit injured. Uh, and Roddy Strong got put in. Um, and so he wasn't injured in that match. He was injured prior. Yes. And they worked that. Okay. I wasn't yes. sure on that. Yes. Right. Uh, he got injured in war games. Uh, okay. So that's why they did that. Um, All things considered, I'm surprised Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly seemed like he got tossed around a lot more than Bobby Fish did in that God, match. God, that, that fucking moment. I, I know we're we're bouncing back and forth here. And now we're talking about last week's episode. But the, the moment where Kyle O'Reilly is bouncing between the ropes. Uh, Fantastic piece of work. So fucking good. Um, and also made it look like he was getting his shit rocked every few seconds. So, you know, yep. um, really as good as this tag match was, the, the thing that I was most excited about and the bit that will be seen hopefully in video packages for years to come, including those that have absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling, uh, the spirit of... Of one Monty Brown entered the body of Keith Lee as Keith Lee did the greatest pounce of all time, shooting Adam Cole rose deep into the crowd. Jesus, God in heaven. Perfect, fantastic timing on that. Everything about it was 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 beautiful. And the fact that it indirectly led to the finish of the match uh it, it, it kind of made keith lee look like a doofus uh yes. for, for just standing there and basking in his own glory instead yes. of going in and helping his tag team partner um but you know there wasn't any way at this point those two were going to beat undisputed era for the titles so it it, it made sense but it also kind of made him look like a like like a goober um uh, but it was a hell of a moment um and you know any any a uh, combination of undisputed era members in a match gonna lead to some uh, some great wrestling action. So yeah. that's what we got. Hey Chris, did you know that Mansoor and Shane Thorne had a match? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. And then now, after Shane that... Thorne is 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 not Mikey <laughs> Nichols, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no but okay. but then right. after that. Different. There was another match, and we'll talk about that one instead. Uh, okay. Candice LeRae, well, was supposed to have a match with Dakota Kai, uh, but Dakota Kai just decided to go buck wild with a knee brace and beat the shit out of Candice LeRae. Okay, I am here for Dark Dakota. I was a little leary about uh-huh. the turn a little bit early uh-huh. on, but 
the the look the, the the look she uh this she presents on her face the sneering a uh, fuck you all sort of thing is great i love what they did differently with her hair uh-huh. um i love the get up i love the ja- everything i love carrying her carrying uh tegan Knox's knee brace to the ring as a weapon mm. all right i'm in dark yeah. dark dakota you got it yeah yeah very much here for it um Ciampa cut a pol- uh, cut a promo on Balor. There was a vignette for Cameron Grimes because we're still gonna try to make Fetch happen. I mean, I like Cameron Grimes. I don't dislike but I, Cameron Grimes. I like yeah. Cameron Grimes. It just feels like there's there's a, a a very very big want to make him very very big, and I I don't know. He feels like a mid card guy to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you, you know who knows? Percolating down at the PC, there's a lot of talent. You never know who's gonna uh, excuse me who's gonna step up and really click. Uh, given the opportunity, he's had a couple opportunities, and he's yeah. looked good in pretty much all of them. So yeah, yeah I'm 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 okay with it. Yeah. Let it happen. Make uh, it work. Leo Rush and Akira Tozawa decided to shoot murder each other for a few minutes on the <laughs> USA Network. Truly went after each other. That was uh, some good. Sh- that was such good shit. Uh, Leo Rush died less, therefore he retained the NXT <laughs> Cruiserador belt. Uh, yes. The fucking German suplex to the floor. Oh. Uh, one of the sickest spots I've ever seen. But I just want to say to any whoever the people backstage writing, because uh, we also saw a prominent showcase of him on Sunday. Whoever saying <clears throat> Akira Tozawa needs to be featured prominently. God bless you, because he is legitimately one of the yeah. greatest wrestlers in the world. And the fact that he's basically spent the past three years in purgatory bums me the hell out. Yeah, in 205 Live, Purgatory is not really where you need to be. I'm sure he's, yeah. you know, making good money and maybe happy. I don't know. But, yeah, seeing him in full sail and, and getting uh, awesome competitive matches. Yeah. And I didn't check. I didn't get the pre-show match um, from Survivor Series. I didn't it's, watch it. But I heard it was pretty good. It was all very good. Considered. It was very, very uh, It was good. Kal- Kalisto, Leo Rush, and Tazawa, right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. And and I absolutely loved it. And, and the thing is, Tazawa is a guy who can do a lot of different things. One of my favorite Twitter angles in recent memory was Tozawa trying to become the 205 Live GM, and then when they announced Drake Maverick, his stalking of Drake Maverick uh, was an absolute 10. Um, so it's it's a shame they haven't done more with him. Hopefully performances like these say, hey, we should do it. But also, I will say now that I think about it, three-year deals tend to be pretty regular. I wonder if this uh-huh. is them trying to give him a little push so he doesn't leave. Yeah, that that math checks out, uh, and that logic checks out as well. But you know, if, if it does, hopefully six around a uh, full sale. Or if not, then who knows? Go back to Japan. Go to yeah. AEW. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, in the latest, know. in the latest, all I know is fuck Corey Graves. Yes. Uh, in the latest installment of the Kristoff Classic, sponsored by the Realm Network, Zia Lee went one on one with Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> Do love me some Zia Lee. Uh, she I'm, is. I'm, I figured you'd also enjoy some Vanessa Bourne. Uh. Uh, she's okay. She's not. She's not quite. Uh, she's not making my list. Gotcha. She hasn't made my list yet. Uh, but, but we'll see. This wasn't much of a match. Is really, it was just sort of a way to build to uh, a promo off between uh, the MMA horsewomen and Rhea Ripley. Um, I, well, if this leads to a Shayna Baszler Zia Lee match, just because Zia Lee's upset that Shayna Baszler interrupted her match, yeah. I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it feels like we're really just building to the transition of the NXT Women's Title from uh, Baszler to Ripley, so yeah. Baszler can 
continue her shit with Becky Lynch sometime in 2020. Um, then the main event of the week, uh, Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. And really, this seems to be building towards your NXT TakeOver Portland main event, which looks like it's going to be a three-way between Balor, Ciampa, and Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I thought this match was dope. I, I like uh, Heel Balor a lot. And I like yes. that they finally, in the sh- you know the whole schmoz to do at the end, separated Finn Balor from anything and everything Undisputed Era. I, I know when he originally turned, a lot of people, including myself, were like, is he part of them now or whatever? Right. Now it's, it's you know, uh, separate alignments for everybody. Um, that said, you basically are going to have three of the meanest motherfuckers in an NXT slamming off against each other at takeover. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% here for that. So they're yeah. not doing a takeover prior to Royal Rumble. They're doing yeah. this Worlds Collide mm-hmm. bet. Yes, as NXT and NXT UK battle for brand supremacy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Seriously, fuck you guys. Uh, but Portland uh, takeover, is that before Elimination Chamber weekend uh... or whatever? I think it's of and to itself because it's a Sunday night. Oh, that's right. They're testing Sunday nights, which no, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't do that, please. I love takeovers on Saturday. It's perfect to one, because we get to talk about it when we record the next morning. Uh, and two, it's not another fucking Sunday night staying up preempting either Watchmen or succession or whatever the fuck I'm watching yeah, uh, at that yeah. point. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's not do that. Yeah, uh, but that said, uh, if that's your main event, that's a show that I'm going to watch and sure. does continue to make me ask, do, am I really going to get rid of the WWE Network? God damn it. God damn it. I mean, some one of our friends has <laughs> the network we can go over and watch, right? We can watch a takeover there. Maybe uh, maybe one of us should have a subscription and we just like watch the shows together or share a password. I mean, we would never share a password. Privacy Piracy is evil, kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't don't do that. So, uh, but yeah, well, I'm still waiting on that one thing. If they switch takeovers to Sunday, maybe that's the thing that makes me cancel. I'm sure they'll come up with some other bullshit in between now and then. Uh, but I did want to say that uh, Finn Balor has pinpoint accuracy with those uh, overhead bicycle Pele kicks. They yes. are fucking spot on every time, and bless you for it. Yes, uh, stupid good with them. I mean, even AJ Styles is going, damn, that's good Pele, Pele kick. Like, <laughs> he's really done a great job with it. Uh, but what was not a great job this week, and I guess where we're going to wrap up the show, is SmackDown. SmackDown this week. You know what was promoted for SmackDown this week, Chris? Nothing. Close. Bray Wyatt was going to have a new face for us in the Firefly Funhouse, and the New Day new was going face. to issue an open challenge for the SmackDown tag titles. Okay, so what happened? Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, Roman okay. Reigns uh, kicked off the show, talked about how Team SmackDown dominated at the Survivor Series. Not entirely true. Yeah, um, they came in second. Yeah. Yeah. That, that they mean, dominated Raw. Yeah, they did better than Raw. But uh, Good they, on you. they came in second. Uh, Baron... He beat Keith Lee. He won. I mean, you yeah. know, he has reason to brag. Yes, he specifically does. Yeah. Um, but it turned into a confrontation between him and King Corbin, which Ugh. then turned into uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler coming out. Dolph Ziggler looking very strange. Like, I I don't know how to describe this. He looked like 
He well, walked off actually, Alex you know Jones' set. Yes, he also kind of looked like <laughs> Joe Dirt, if I'm honest. That's Dear Tay. Yeah. Okay. He, right. he looked. I I don't even know what the gimmick he's going for here. Like he definitely looked like a meth addict. Like that's that's how I felt. He had his hair all straightened, and he was wearing a, 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 a what's it called a trucker cap, and he was wearing like dark shades. It it looked really. Mm. Silly, not intimidating. I think I think um, Hollywood is starting to cast the uh, Kid Rock biopic. So perhaps <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is uh, is is getting in uh, in fighting form to play. Uh, 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 fuck, I forgot his real name. Kid Rock. Yes, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Robert. Uh, I don't know his last name. I just know he's Bob. I used to, but now I'm out of that business now. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Kid Rock. Yes, Bob Rock. Um, his name is Kid Kid Rock. Yes. Josie, um, honestly, the uh, the Bobby Roode Roman Reigns match which followed was okay. Uh, you forget that Bobby Roode's actually a really competent worker, uh, but um, really, this turned into a whole thing where like uh, there was a schmaz afterwards where um, the uh, uh, the the chair, the throne of one Baron Corbin uh, got hit with the scepter by Roman Reigns. So, you know, he's okay. beating up that. And, um, cool. Uh, Bobby Roode Great. got speared to the barricade and, uh, the okay. announce desk got turned over on him and they actually stretchered out Bobby Roode. So that was okay. Stretcher spot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so then we had the awesome. Firefly Funhouse and, um, well, the new face was legitimately a face on a belt because we got to see just a week after Bray Wyatt turned the color of the Universal title. <laughs> he has now made a custom version of the belt, which basically looks like what a fiend fl- fleshlight would look like if put across a belt. Yeah, it's something. It's. Uh, I'm trying to find words to describe this fucking monstrosity. Um, I can't. It's pretty it, fucking it, terrible. It's a big latex and leather <laughs> bullshit thing with the fiend's face on it. Like it, it's basically the fiend's mask if it were a cummerbund. Championship Cumberbund. Yes, yeah. thank you very much, Kevin. Um, actual retail price? $6,400. Sorry, $6,500. For this. Yes. Fucking ridiculous thing. Yes. I I, I want to... I, I, I need... I need the names and addresses of the people who buy this thing. Now, uh, so I can Jay and Silent Bob go to their houses and beat them up. I, I think we've talked about this on the show previously. Um, my apologies for repeating it, if so, but this is just intel that's worth mentioning. Uh, the, another pro wrestling podcast I listen to, the always enjoyable Virtual Pros okay. podcast, they got inside intel from WWE uh, marketing. Okay. Someone who works on the marketing side of WWE shop reached out to them. There okay. is probably not surprisingly, but there is a specific list of people that they market to who buy all the belts. I mean, sure, I, I get that. 
And people people who have a shit ton of disposable money who want to waste it on the most ridiculous shit ever, this yes. is pretty much a number one of that. Yes, but this is literally the cost of one. You could buy all the belts and still yes. have a couple grand left over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the, the, this, the average belt costs four hundred dollars. So right. we're, it's something that is like fourteen, fifteen times the cost. Like it is, it is an insane amount of money that that is being wasted on these replicas. And the thing is, and and I didn't even realize this until someone pointed it out. So all of the WWE belts are made by a guy named Dave McMillan. Okay. You can buy a belt from him, not directly, not not the the replica belts that they make, but an actual, you know, ring level, an actual production level, an actual like this is the way the WWE gets gets it made. You can buy one from him for six hundred dollars. Wow. Okay. For ten times that, you can get. A random piece of leather and latex. And I don't know if, you know, these are being handmade by Tom Savini, which is why they're so expensive. Um, I would imagine for that price, there's like, you know, Tom Savini's blood coursing through it or something like that. It, it's, I, it's, I would it's, hope so. It's outrageous and it's hideous. And it's just, you know, I, I'm trying to put it on the rankings of um, customized belts. Okay, so you have your your rated R spinner belt. Mm-hmm. You have your smoking skull. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be the gold standard, right? The smoking yeah, skull yeah. one. Wasn't uh, there a Brahma bull belt at some point? Uh, there was a Brahma bull belt that was made but never used. Okay, all right. Um, what are the other? The I mean, honestly, I think the the, the spinner um, belt. I mean, all the spinner belt itself. The Daniel Bryan World's Champion yeah, uh, belt, belt is is top tier for me. The hemp one. Um, are, are there any others that we're missing? Uh, I mean, some people had like specialty colored straps. You know, the Ultimate Warrior had multicolored straps for the yeah. Wind Eagle belt in the nineties. Um, uh, Cody Rhodes had the white strapped IC belt, which later, later became just how the belt was up until recently but it it, it's just so strange to have this belt which also doesn't even look like a championship belt and and not in a oh like he's subverting it sort of way and it just like this doesn't even look like so when someone beats the fiend are they gonna raise the thing with his face on it like how is this supposed to work I, I I don't have an answer for you, friend. Yeah, it it's really dumb. It's really dumb. It's really bad. It looks like shit. It it and all this I think boils down to the idea that I don't know if you put one one together yet, folks. The top merchandise seller in the WWE right now is Bray Wyatt. Well, yeah, and then if uh, they sell a couple of these, those numbers are going to increase yeah. just by uh, yeah. by unit cost. Um, so good on you, Bray. Happy, happy that you found something that worked. You know, legitimately, like the character works. Red light aside, stupid belt aside, it's something different and interesting. Uh, he ended up what pulling out the hair of Daniel Bryan at the end of SmackDown. This yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So is Daniel Bryan shaving his head? Is uh, he going back to a full-on American Dragon? Please, thank you. You know, that would be really cool uh this is actually the bray wyatt point i wanted to get into something that's kind of interesting is so far the fiend has had 
three, I guess you want to describe it, feuds. He had his debut, which was against uh, Finn Balor. He Balor, had yeah. he had his feud with Seth Rollins. Now he's had his feud with Daniel Bryan. I don't know if this is intentional, but someone's pointed it out. Fiend defeated Finn Balor. Finn yeah. Balor went from being a face to being a heel on NXT. Okay. Seth Rollins lost to the Fiend. Seth Rollins went from being a face to, as far as we can tell, though it's still questionable, a heel. Okay. Daniel Bryan, now in a feud with the Fiend, he's gone from being a heel to being a face. Huh. Is this supposed to be a character trait of the Fiend that basically once you've wrestled him, you're never the same? Marty. My sweet summer child. I recognize this requires continuity and understanding <laughs> to a degree of which the WWE you, rarely, if ever, shows. You are giving the creative minds backstage at WWE too much far, far, too, far much too much credit. Fuck me, Ronnie. This is merely a happy coincidence uh, that somebody, has, has some eagle-eyed sleuth online, has uh, has found and and has. Uh, put out into the ether yeah. um i i can almost guarantee you mm-hmm. that the dullards backstage uh could not have thought this far in advance if their lives depended on it fuck you cory graves yeah, fuck you michael say, hayes if, if fuck Cor- you jbl if, if cory graves could not have the 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 presence of mind to text morrow in advance there's no fucking way that anyone has planned out what they're doing with the fiends. Do you think, do you think in his uh, fucking fanny pack, Michael Hayes has like, you know, cocktail napkins with uh, ideas written out on them. (laughs) Do you think anyone actually writes anything until Vince is in the room? Do you think, uh, you think Michael Hayes, uh, uh, fuck Michael Hayes. (laughs) Yeah, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughhouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Skeezy Larry Productions, in association with the Secret Keepers Foundation, presents World Pervert Wrestling's... You'll shiver beneath the covers as you watch the Creeper meet Uncle Larry in an innocence on a pole match. I got a huge bag of candy for you.
Dinomania. Get ready to reach for your pepper spray as the WPW Tag Team belts are on the line when the Mountain Men take on the inappropriate siblings. Come on, show us yours first. <laughs> Dinomania. And in our main event of the night, have those restraining orders ready because Willie Windowless Van Thrust goes head-to-head -head with Rufy Rick. There you go, drink up. <laughs> Dinomania. World Pervert Wrestling's Diddlemania. Available on Craigslist Pay-Per-View and in Highway Rest Stops everywhere.